Hello, my name is Vanessa and I'm the host of Women in Confidence. If you're new to the podcast, then welcome and thank you very much for listening in. And if you're a regular, then hello and thank you very much for supporting Women in Confidence and for supporting me. Before I get going with today's episode, I just want to announce that Women in Confidence is now one year old. On the 3rd of October 2021, I launched the show with just three episodes and three guests under my belt, and I've since gone on to produce 44 episodes, with the one you're about to listen to being number 44. I've had an incredible year and learned so much about the whole podcasting thing, and I tell you what, it isn't for the faint-hearted. I've also met so many incredible women, and I've had the pleasure of introducing you to them as well. I'm still in contact with many of them and it proves that women are amazing at community builders and incredibly generous with sharing their time and expertise. Now 44 guests are too many to mention individually in this introduction but thank you to you all. This show just wouldn't exist without you. Right on to this week's show. It's serendipitous that this episode is a conversation with the previous guest. Emily Redoubt joined me back in early 2022 and we enjoyed our conversation so much then that we decided to have a part two. So if you enjoy this episode, please go back and listen to Emily's first episode, but also please rate, review and share widely so that other fabulous women can listen in. to Women in Confidence again. This is so exciting to have you back. So just for everybody who is listening, uh, welcome, first of all, to Women in Confidence, but also Emily and I first met, we want to say around January time, and then we recorded in, well, the the episode went live in March, and you must listen to it. It's amazing. It's incredible. And Emily Emily is such an amazing guest to have on. So I was absolutely thrilled when she emailed me a couple of weeks ago and said, can I come back on? Because I've got lots of stuff I want to talk about. So I was like, yes, I absolutely want you back because you were just such an amazing guest and so easy to talk to and just have so much wisdom and so much expertise in a load of subjects. And, And before we came on camera, we were talking about the connection between folklore and company culture. So the two worlds are combined and we're going to come back and do another podcast. But anyway, I'm rambling a little bit here. But Emily, hello and welcome back. And it is so lovely to see you. How are you? Thank you for having me on, Vanessa. It's such a joy to see you again. And I'm doing so well. We were just chatting. I just got back from a trip yesterday where I was climbing a mountain. So it's fun to be back at sea level and um, and seeing your lovely face. Oh, thank you. So uh, we'll just go straight into it. We've asked all the questions before, so I don't need to go into what's confidence mean to you and all that sort of thing. But what's been happening? What's What's been going on in your world? Because yeah, it's quite a while now since we last spoke. It has been quite a while. So I've been I've been deep in the writing process all summer, as well as in the outdoor process. So I'm in North America. So it's just autumn now here. And so I've been, you know, outside paddle boarding, hiking, doing all the fun things. Speaking of women in confidence, nothing will build your confidence, like (laughs) troubleshooting things that come up in nature. Right. And yeah, I spent the summer writing a book actually, um, on, on astro yoga, which is my expertise and preparing some lessons for a course I'm teaching this autumn called Astrology Academy. So that's that's what's been up so over been here. Super busy, super busy. Well, let's talk about, well, where do we start? Let's talk about the Academy and then we'll definitely talk about your book. So what's the Astrology Academy? And, and tell everybody about it and how we can find it. 
So astrology is a tool that you can use if you know how to use it. So a lot of people think of astrology and all they know about it is the horoscope piece, right? Which are pretty general and usually not applicable directly to an individual's life. However, when you know astrology, which takes some application to learn, but is not impossible to learn by any means. So it can be actually fun to learn. Um, When you know what real astrology is, you can use it as a tool for self-actualization in every area of life. So the astrology chart shows the energetic imprint that needs to be present for you to have success in your finances, in your life purpose, in your relationships, in your creativity, in your community endeavors, in your career, in your health and well-being, your exercise routines, your motivation, you know, all the things are shown in the astrology chart. And it's very, very distinct for each individual. And so Astrology Academy is a course that is meant to take someone from maybe not knowing astrology or knowing some astrology to knowing how to use this as a tool for their life, Um, as well as use it. I've had professional astrologers take it too in the past, and they've used it for their professional purposes as well. But um, it's, it's meant to show people that we can use this and be ourselves, right? Be confident in ourselves, not have to take on an identity that feels inauthentic to who we are, that we can move into a space of authenticity and receive the wealth, which is, you know, sometimes material wealth, but just the wealth of being alive Mm. and joyful. And when does it start? It starts October 19th. And I'm really excited about it this time because when people sign up, they get the full workbook immediately. The workbook accompanies the lessons. And so you actually get to go through and journal through each lesson. And then between lessons, we meet in person and I answer people's questions about their charts because, you know, sometimes when you're learning, you want a little help or some extra eyes on what you are thinking you're seeing and assessing um, to make sure it's accurate. So in terms of the astrology part of it, how do you um, appeal to people who think, well, I'm curious, but I just not sure if it, if I believe it, because I know we talked about when we last spoke, you talked about the really like the scientific background to astrology, which like I had no idea about until I met you at all. But what do you say to those people who think, Oh, I'm curious about, what this course is or just Australia in general, but I I need a little bit more evidence. Yeah. So it's interesting because I actually came to astrology myself from the lens of disbelief. And obviously now I'm a professional astrologer. So, um, you know, 13 years later, surprise, I wasn't able to disprove it. (laughs) I wound up proving it to myself. But I remember when I first heard about it and its accuracy, I got a lot of books and I tried to prove it wrong. And in the process of pulling up chart after chart after chart, um, I became amazed at its accuracy. For the people who maybe are on the fence and they're sort of like, well, it's interesting, but I'm not sure, right? Um, First of all, you don't need to believe in astrology for it to work. 
But if someone's wanting to know a little bit about why it works or how it works, um, I often will refer to the mathematical understanding of the universe. Okay. If you are like me into physics and you want to go deep into string theory and do a bunch of math, that can be really fun. Um, but essentially we live in a harmonic fractal universe, right? Um, this is something that mystery traditions had said a long time ago, things like yoga, meditation schools from various places on earth. But recently, physics has actually begun to prove it. So scientists have gone and said, well, let's look at, you know, what is the universe really? And even though it's sort of mind boggling, we live in this fractal universe. And so what is happening mathematically in nature and harmonically in nature is happening at a large scale and it's happening simultaneously at a small scale. So this is why medical astrology works and astro yoga, right, is because there's a physiological component that happens on the micro personal level that's happening on the macro level too. For example, when the sun goes down, our natural response is an increase in melatonin. So we sort of know this, right? We have this sort of hormonal response to the sun, but that's how it works. And that's happening with all the planets. And it's pretty amazing. You know, these systems refer to a person as a microcosm. That word literally is translated as a small universe, right? A small cosmos. And so the macrocosm is the big cosmos, the universe, and I love astrology because it makes you feel connected. You're like, oh, I'm connected to nature. I'm connected to the natural world. And the time of my life actually matters. I love you talking about connection to something. Because in my sort of journey through this podcast or even so over the last three years, I've there's my dog, sorry, in the background. Um, I've wanted yeah. to feel connected to something. And I'm, I'm in no way religious, but I, I think, the connection to something is what you're talking about. We are connected to nature. We're connected to the atmosphere, the universe, whatever it is. And I just think that's a really, and I remember you talking about that last time and that this, this micro cosmos being such a beautiful definition that we are connected. We are influenced by what's going on around us on a really macro level. I just want to talk about what is happening at the moment in astrology. Cause I don't know, I felt a little bit like, ooh, a little bit odd at the moment. And I don't think I'm unusual in this. Like September has been a bit of a freaky month. Is there anything particularly going on at the moment? Yeah, so right now we have just had the equinox. Equinoxes, you know, everybody gets all excited about solstices, right? Because it's that shortest and longest day of the year and it feels really powerful. But Equinoxes are perhaps equally potent and powerful in that they bring an increase of energy. So you'll notice around the solstices, people will rest, right? We go, you know, there's kind of like the Christmas, New Year holidays at one of them. And then this midwinter for you, midsummer for us holiday. And people, they're not quite hibernating, but we're a bit more internal, the equinoxes are moments where the sun is in perfect balance. And so 
there's a huge influx of energy. Now, this equinox is coinciding with Mercury retrograde. And just, I think people sometimes wonder, because pop culture has gotten all over Mercury retrograde recently. And if you're interested, I have an article um, that Reader's Digest interviewed me for that talks about Mercury retrograde because it's not as scary as people think. Sometimes people have painted it like a boogeyman, like, oh no, (laughs) Mercury is in retrograde. Um, What Mercury retrograde is, So Mercury is the planet that rules thought and communication. We are communicating right now on the internet thinking, right? This is what the majority of modern, you know, first world country work often is, is there's a huge amount of people communicating on the internet, right? When Mercury retrogrades, the ability to do that externally is slowed because the mind and the communication power are meant to be turned within. So it's a time of slowing and reflection, right? And this is important, right? Can you imagine if all you did was send 10,000 emails a day, you would go you would go crazy eventually, right? So we need these moments to reflect, you know, how am I thinking? Do I want to communicate the same ways I've been communicating? Should I put boundaries around how many emails I respond to, right? These sorts of things. But that's happening at the time when there's this big influx of energy right now for the equinox and the sun and Mercury actually crossed paths. And so that happened. Mars moved into Gemini, which is also a quickening energy. Um, So there's been, it's almost like people are, And also Venus disappeared. Venus is invisible right now for a brief time because she's so close to the sun. Um, And Venus rules beauty and love, right? And so we're in a moment where we can't quite see the things we desire, right? Which Venus represents. And we can't quite make ourselves move forward fully because Mercury is retrograding. And yet we have this huge amount of energy. So right now, if people are trying to achieve force results, right, it can be very frustrating feeling. But if you accept the influx of power right now that's happening and you use it to reflect on what you actually want, regardless of if you know how you're getting there, sometimes people think that to imagine what they want, it means they have to imagine every step along the way, right? Oh, I'll meet this person. They'll connect me, right? They have sort of a plan, but things won't go according to plan. Usually if you make a step-by-step plan, that doesn't mean don't have small goals that are achievable, but to, to really let yourself go into that place of, wow, I have so much energy and I feel like I don't have an outlet for it right now. What can I, what can I do? Now, the other thing that just happened is there was a new moon in Mercury, which was opposite of retrograding Jupiter, which is also an influx of energy with the new moon. And then retrograding Jupiter sort of like opposing it and having this this dynamic energy of what the individual wants versus what you want to do for or with others, right? And so there's this There's this dance of action and reaction. And 
if we were in a closed container, right, we know that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. But we're not in a closed container. I'm taking actions. You know, the person down the street is taking actions. Our actions are bumping into each other. And so our reactions might be obfuscated right now. And so a lot of people are like, oh, I thought that would work. Or I thought this would be easy. Or I thought this would have happened by now, right? And so that's what's causing suffering for the collective right now. But if we if we let it go, like just trust, it's the last week of Mercury retrograde. Things are going to start moving forward soon. The sun's moving through Libra. We are, we're actually doing, I think, important work to say, you know, do I want, do I want to move forward in the same manner I've been moving forward? So good to hear that it's about to end. Although the, mm-hmm. the rush of power and you talked about power and energy, I'm all up for that. Absolutely. But it ju- I guess it's just how we deal with that. But you're saying it's going to end soon. Yeah. So Mercury retrogrades, you know, three or four times a year. It's short lived. This one's about to end. There's a shadow period as it comes back out. But generally speaking, if you want to have the most good experience of it, take time to look at your own mind and think, you know, how am I speaking to others? How am I speaking to myself? That's a big one. And is the way that I'm thinking about things, obstacles, challenges, whatever, and the way that I'm talking to myself throughout them, is that creating the outcomes I'd like to see? Mm. And if not, you know, how can I do this better? I think the classic example is so many people want to achieve a certain personal goal. And they think that the way to get it is to sort of be sort of like a mean gym teacher to themselves. Like I have this archetype in in my head of a person just sort of yelling at you to, I don't know, run faster, (laughs) be better at basketball or something. Like my gym teachers were lovely growing up. So it's not from, not from them, but, um, but you know, like there's this idea of this sort of almost cruel coach in our minds, whereas that usually doesn't bring people results. And so Mm. to be aware of how you think, which for people listening to this, if they look at their mercury in their astrology chart, it will show them a lot of information about how they personally think and methods that would be effective for them as far as how to speak to themselves or coach themselves into a space of mental calm. I'm always now going to think of my inner voice as my cruel basketball teacher. (laughs) They have been (laughs) rebranded. So all this stuff that you're talking about, Emily, about where the position of Venus or Jupiter and retrograde, do you cover that in the academy or is there an expectation that people will know this sort of stuff? They do not need to know it. So where the planets are right now is easy. They can get an app and it'll tell them that, right? You can just grab an app, a quick Google search, whatever. It will show you exactly where everything is right now. Um, what the academy will teach is really how to interpret that, right? Because you'll see like, oh, Jupiter's at three degrees of Aries in retrograde. That means nothing to most people, (laughs) right? It means something to me and it would mean something to someone who took the academy. And, you know, I go pretty deeply 
And then I also offer some bonus things for people who are like, I really want to go so deep. I have some add-on lessons that you can choose to take or not take, right? It's a choose your own adventure if you want to go super technical, but just knowing, you know, who Jupiter is and how he behaves, um, which in mythology, you know, Jupiter is the king of the gods, right? He's expansive. Um, Jupiter actually, etymologically, it comes down through language into the words joy and jovial, as well as the word yes. Yeah, isn't that fun? Um, so Jupiter, what he does is he expands things. And when you expand something, it reveals the truth of itself, right? You look at a cell under a microscope, you have a little more information than if you just see that speck of, you know, plant matter or hair or whatever it is. It expands and it shows you the truth. Likewise, if you meet a person and they tell you a little lie, uh, you might not realize it, but if they tell you the world's biggest lie and they get caught in it, you'll see the truth, right? The bigger something is, the clearer it becomes. And so that's what Jupiter does Mm. just for fun. And all the planets do something. And so your own Jupiter in your chart shows you how you know the truth. The truth really can't be overrated because there's so many layers to truth. We think we know the truth when we go outside and we see, you know, the sky, but then there's so much more to it, right? What, what is the particulate matter making up the clouds? Um, what is the shifting weather pattern? You know, are the birds riding the heat you know, uplifting waves, what's, what's going on there. And so there's always more to be known with the truth. I love what you're saying about the truth, because I think some people, the people I tend to coach have attached meaning to truth. Whereas what you're talking about is actual truth. The birds are, you know, riding on a particular um, current, the sun comes up, the sun goes down, you know, these are absolute truths. But I think people then apply meaning to these truths and make them true. So, and I don't mean about the sun coming up, but more around this person said this to me, therefore it must be true that I am rubbish. You know, that basketball coach Mm -hmm. in the head. And I find that really interesting that you're very, when you talk about truth, you talk about absolutes. Right. Because so much of what we think is true, if if left unexamined, will discover as actually opinion biased in a certain way by our experiences. That doesn't mean that your opinions are bad to have, right? That's what flavors you as a person. You might like the color pink. Someone else might like the color blue. Does that make you objectively right and them objectively wrong? Well, no, those are opinions, right? Um, But it's when we start to look at things that we've politicized in some way, you know, from literal politics to, you know, the bickerings and the confusing navigations that we have in our small towns or our big cities, right? The ways that we're interacting with people, those aren't truths, right? It's not true that if someone says to you, oh, you did that that way, huh? Right? It doesn't mean that they're judging you. It also doesn't mean that they're admiring you, right? That's, it means that they said that, that's the objective truth in that matter. What they think in their head, you know, there's an objective truth there, but it would take some teasing out beyond your, you know, whatever 
you took from that statement, right? Which different people would read it different ways, right? If someone said, oh, you're doing it that way, huh? One person might be like, oh, they hate what I did, right? And another person might be like, they think I'm awesome. (laughs) Right, we should totally get back to the academy because I know I could talk to you for a long time because I think some of the stuff you tell me is incredible and it sits with me and I'll think about this. Um, And particularly when you were talking about the word Jupiter and how it leads to words like joy. I just, right, I'll think about that forever now. (laughs) And um, But right, the academy, how long is it and where can people find it? It's six weeks long and and then some bonuses, um, but six weeks for the academy, six weeks where they have access to me to go over their charts with them, to talk. And the lessons, though, are go at your own pace. So you can watch the lesson and then come to the meetings and then go back and watch the lesson, do your journals. And so it starts October 19th and they can find it on my website. So my name is Emily Ridout. My website is emilyridout.com. If you type in emilyridout.com backslash astrology academy, you'll find it. Also, if you Google the word astro yoga, I pop up pretty quick. So if someone's listening and they forget my name, <laughs> they can just Google astro yoga and it's it's on my website. You'll you'll find it. Are you one of the leading proponents then of Astro Yoga? Are you sort of like Google number one? I, I, so one of my friends did tell me I was number one on Google. He told me that a while ago. So I don't, I think, I think I'm the top hit or, you know, top three somewhere in there. Um, you know, certainly interviews I've done for different publications. So you, it might, you know, direct you a funny way. But yeah, there aren't that many astro yoga specialists in the world at all that is why everybody needs to go and listen to the previous episode as well because you'll hear emily really go into a lot more depth than we are doing now about astro yoga and we go through we go through so much in that episode actually and we were talking before we came uh press play on this one as well around folklore um and that's a whole different um another episode to talk about folklore and we are going to come back and talk about that hopefully around folklore and company culture but i just Mm -hmm. want to talk about your book because you mentioned it at the start what's the book called and and how did that come about and tell me all about it I teach two courses regularly, Astrology Academy, which we just talked about, and I love it. I love Astrology Academy. Um, but also I teach something called Astro Yoga Teacher Training, and this is a 50-hour course. Yoga teachers can use it for continuing education or their advanced certificate, um, and I teach it regularly about once a year, and every year people say, well, is there a, a book on this topic? This book is really my response to curious students wanting a robust and yet readable um, example of the things that they learn. It should be out in late November. If I'm going to knock on wood, if all goes according to plan, it will be out in late November. There's sort of a process of getting the books, making sure, you know, it all, it all worked out the right way with the the things. Emily, as we wrap up this interview, and I normally, you probably maybe recall from when we spoke, we talked about um, what's your one piece of advice for people who want to become confident, but let's just talk about what's your one piece of advice to get people onto this course of yours, this academy. If they're into it, I say 
jump on in. I'm a, I'm a nice person and I will help you learn astrology. And it is speaking from my own life and watching hundreds of clients have just amazing experiences sometimes with astrology. I can say, you know, without a doubt from being a total disbeliever 13 years ago to having done this for so long now, um, that this is, um, this is pretty powerful stuff. I love talking to you or sorry, not to even talking to you. I like listening to you because you have so many interesting things to tell me and, and to tell everybody. And I just, you give me so many hooks. I think, Oh, I should have asked about that. Um, or maybe I'll get you back. But yeah, if anybody is curious, I mean, just to, to listen to Emily talk about, you know, not just astrology, but history and her knowledge of ancient, the ancient world and the gods is, is just worth paying for. Absolutely. Well, Emily, thank you so much for coming back on the show. And I think we are going to have another recording, but not probably not for this podcast, for my other business around, I said, this folklore and company culture, because the two absolutely, um, are, I wouldn't say collide, but that makes it sound a little bit more aggressive. But the two absolutely um, dance together, I would say. So thank you um, once again for being back on Women in Confidence. And I really hope your Astrology Academy is a massive hit. Thank you so much, Vanessa. You're such a joy to speak with. And I just love your podcast. So thanks for doing what you do. 